This is Alan, and welcome to D6 Minutes, the miniatures gaming podcast where we choose a topic and talk about them for as long as the dice decide. As you may have noticed, Brandon is not here. That's because for this podcast and the next one, there will only be one host. Why, you might ask? Well, we couldn't actually coordinate our schedules, so we're doing them separately. Uh, but fear not, we got a bunch of questions. Unfortunately, uh, it will just be uh, me uh, answering questions this time and Brandon the next. So, as usual, uh, I'll get to the first thing, which is, what have we been doing lately? Five minutes. Ooh, got a lot of stuff to talk about. So, man, I've actually been not doing as much hobbying as I, I've been doing before. Um, I guess the issue is uh, Adepticon is coming up. So um, I have been kind of focused on, I guess that is hobbying actually, just trying to build lists and things uh, for Adepticon. So uh, Brendan and I were going to be playing um, uh, Arena Rex and uh, Infinity, uh, uh, the team tournament, and so we've been trying to build those. Actually, we kind of left them for the last minute, uh, which uh, means I don't know how good we're going to actually play, uh, especially Arena Rex, which we kind of have not been practicing at all, especially with these new rules coming out. Um, we were just really, really rusty. So hopefully by the time the actual Adepticon rolls around, we will have actually learned or re-remembered all of the rules of the game as well as figured out all of the changes to the game. Um, but no promises. So besides those two things, uh, I, I've always kind of work on hobbying stuff uh, in the background. Um, let's see, what else did I work on? Uh, I've just been trying to clear my, tr- my my current backlog, which involved a bunch of Battletech minis and a bunch of just random pieces on my table, just so that I can start moving on to working on my uh, next Infinity Army. Uh, which is going to be Rama Task Force, and then as well, I'm going to start. Uh, I have a whole bunch of models, like twelve miniatures, uh, that I was that I uh, um, 3D printed. Uh, it's actually the, the 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 miniatures that I originally 3D uh, bought my 3D printer for, um, but I just haven't actually got around to painting them. Um, but at this point, I basically have avoided uh, <laughs> painting them by, by painting everything else on my table, and I kind of cannot uh, put it off for any longer. The basic reason why I don't want to paint them as much, even though the miniatures are amazing, I love them, uh, is I chose a white color scheme, and even though before I said that white is not so bad, I don't know, it was something about the flat panels being a- as well as it being white that just made it... Uh, less easy to paint because I couldn't do things like washes or, or, or gradients, which are a lot, I guess, easier to do. I, I, I had to kind of figure out how to paint the different shades uh, of white, and it really shows up when you kind of do that. So it's been, it's felt like work actually painting these miniatures. Um, but hopefully I'll be getting back to that soon. And once I get them all done, I'll have an amazingly cool looking uh, white 
um, a hammer army for the game that um, Rand and I are working on. So those guys are like heavily uh, like like space commandos, basically. Some might call them space marines, but not me. Um, yeah, so besides that, I've actually went and purchased a whole bunch of different books just just on like a purchase and, and, and rule buying spree just to, just to take a look at a whole bunch of different things. And I guess the other thing is uh, I've been spending a lot more time uh, just working on our game as we're getting pretty close to uh, having um, a rule book that we, we want to share with more people. I think I mentioned before, uh, if you want to see the rules of this game, uh, it's called Blood of Stars. It's a fast future science fiction game. Um, you can email us at contact at Dice Over Everything, and we'll be glad to send you a copy. But uh, this current version of the rules is a little bit fancier looking, uh, and there's been just a lot more cleaning of, of the rules as we've been doing playtesting and, and, and cleaning off the edges. So, uh, yeah, so... Because of that, I've kind of been ramping up trying to spend more time on that as well. Um, yeah, and that is basically uh, all the things I've been working on. Apparently it's a lot harder to fill five minutes when it's just yourself. Besides that. All right, next question. Uh, and this is a question um, that normally branded would say but it's just me so the next question is uh if you were going to run a game at a local convention what would it be one minute well um we've done a lot of hobby days uh and so in those hobby days that it basically being infinity uh and it's basically being infinity, actually. Um, there's a couple of times I tried to do Frostgrave, but uh, when I went to the new store, there was a, another uh, great guy who runs those kind of things, and so I'd be kind of hands off. Uh, so for me, I guess, I guess when I'm thinking about it, thinking back to the fact that I've j just been working a lot on our game, I guess I should, if I was going to run a game at a convention, try to... Um, have people take a look at the game that uh, Brendan and I are working on, uh, which is Blood of Stars, as I mentioned. Um, but besides that, I think I would actually run Frostgrave. Uh, I think the great thing about Frostgrave is that it's rel the base rules are relatively simple, um, and the cool, fun things come around uh, to the casting of spells, uh, and they have an immediate impact when you kind of cast those spells, especially if you choose the wizards uh, easily so that the spells are, 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 are the ones that are easier and more applicable uh, to play in the game. Um, so to me, I think because of that and because of the fact that the game is not um, super hardcore, I think it would be very easy uh, for people who play the game to get right into it and have a lot of fun. Um, if, however... Uh, this is, I was running a game for a lot of uh, gaming veterans. Uh, I guess it would be Infinity because uh, that's the that's the second main main game that I play. All right, and that's basically it. All right, next question: What would make you choose a proxy model in a game that has a sculpt for that model? Two minutes. 
Okay, proxy model. Uh, basically, if the there's, I guess there's two things, right? When you're talking about a proxy model, are we talking about a model, a proxy model uh, of an, another model in that same style, in that same game? Like, for example, Infinity has a very lax proxy rules, as long as you're using proxies from the same... Um, from from infinity, right? Because they still want you to buy it. They go out of business otherwise. So, um, in that case, uh, for infinity, basically, uh, I choose proxy models basically never. <laughs> and I just realized uh, I don't generally like proxy models. Uh, when the, the proxy models implies that the system that you're playing uh, has their own models. And so you are taking, uh, you are kind of like deciding that you don't like that kind of vision of that game and are choosing something different. And in that case, I'm not quite sure. Like to me, a miniatures game is a lot of the reason why you're playing a, mini a miniatures game is the visual aspect, the kind of cohesive like world aspect of the game. And if you don't like how uh, the, the visuals of how a, a miniature game plays, uh, that's a good reason not to play the game, uh, in my opinion. However, that said, Technically, my Mordheim models are proxy models because they're not the original Mordheim models. They're more like miniatures inspired by Mordheim uh, miniatures. Um, and so I guess the main reason why I did that is, I guess, two things. Uh, the first one is it's basically impossible to get old Mordheim miniatures these days. Like, it's, it's so hard to get. It's just too much of a pain and so I just 3d printed them right because apparently it's a lot easier to find uh, 3d sculpts of them and the second main reason which I would probably also still consider using uh, proxies is um, when the miniatures are too heroic scale <laughs> because I really really like uh, true scale miniatures I think they look a lot better uh, and so if I could get true scale miniatures that are basically like the the have the same aesthetics and look as the world uh, uh, uh i'm playing uh, i'm playing in uh i'm okay with that the only issue comes when you're playing against your opponent and the opponent hasn't done the same thing and they have like giant uh pumpkin head uh ham-handed uh heroic scale guys and your guys look like real proportioned then there's kind of a mismatch in the aesthetics, which can be an issue. But I've probably said, <laughs> already talked about that a lot. So uh, yeah, that's that question. And uh, on to the next question. All right. Does joining a Patreon for an artist that releases STLs make sense to you? What would you what would they have to be making for you to join if you liked some of their sculpts and there's like three words on each line on this picture on this <laughs> text makes it hard to read all right four minutes so this is the last question all right so this is a 
kind of a hard question. Um, I think there's a, a, a serious issue with uh, go, joining a Patreon um, for me. And it's that uh, I really, really like a wide variety of different miniatures. Um, and so the idea of buying into one Patreon is a issue to me because generally these Patreons are for one person. Um, and when it's just one person, you're getting basically sculpts of one type of look and design, usually. Um, the other thing is that I guess I am a little bit picky, even though I like a whole bunch of different things. I do like to pick and choose. And so when I, if I were to pick, if I were to buy into, uh, you know, STLs or, or uh, on a Patreon, uh, that becomes a large issue because it basically makes me feel like I am purchasing miniatures that I don't actually want. And one of the big funds of purchasing is that uh, retail therapy, right? But when you're buying things that you don't like, I feel like that that's the opposite of retail therapy. That's like retail anxiety. Because then you're like, why am I buying this? Oh my God, you get so much stress. And then you're, you're going to want to say, oh, well, I've already paid for this. I might as well try to 3D print it. And I have way too many 3D miniatures anyways. So the idea of having to 3D print miniatures just because I subscribe to a Patreon sounds uh, like anarchic. It's just too much for me. Um, so... I guess the answer is I probably wouldn't do that unless uh, it was one, Javier Urena, who is like an amazing sculptor and just basically everything he sculpts is gold. Uh, or And two, if I wanted to support the artist, which kind of ties into number one. Um, and so I wouldn't care as much about the STL. So I wouldn't be subscribing to the Patreon necessarily fully for uh, getting access to the STLs, I would be subscribing to the Patreon for, you know, the whole Patreon thing, which is to support the artist. I would actually be much more likely to do that because that would be much better for my peace of mind, um, for the thing, the reasons that I mentioned before. So I think it's possible. Uh, like I said, if Javier Arena has an, a Patreon, I would, assuming it's not like too crazy expensive, I, I would probably pay for that. Um, it would be cool if there were Patreons, like artists who, in their Patreon, they created sculpts for other games or other systems or other like tie-ins uh, that are official so that you could use their sculpts that you got from their Patreon for the other game. For example, if I was subscribed to a Javier Arena uh, Patreon, uh, sometimes he would sculpt things, you know, cool fantasy things. Sometimes he would sculpt like 75 millimeter, and then maybe sometimes he would sculpt an infinity model that I could use in infinity. That would be really cool, actually. Um, I think we're a ways away from that. There's just like, there's a lot of layers that that are that would have to go, to, to, or, or a lot of uh, things that would have to change uh, for that type of thing to work. That said, I do actually, I am a patron for, a, a, you know, a few people that I just want to support them. So um, I guess it is kind of weird that I, I don't support STL people. I just basically go in and buy the ones that I specifically want. Uh, I have Kickstarter things, though. Um, 
and that kind of gives me more control over what I'm buying and it you know gives gives you the retail therapy and the little package in the mails three months later when I'm like oh what's this so uh, I I actually prefer that a lot more just from the as a consumerist uh, experience and experience goes I think the Kickstarter kind of experience is is a lot nicer to me than the uh, Patreon getting stuff experience but yeah there you go um so yeah I guess I guess I would, and I guess technically, if you if you subscribe, if you are a patron of someone and they make STLs, then every once in a while they have an STL that you really like. Yeah, I'd three D print it, but I would not. I don't think I would generally join a Patreon if there was another way to buy the, the sculpts. I guess if there's an amazing sculpt that I really really want, but I don't know. I just don't necessarily. I think that's a harder ask of me to actually buy into. All right. So that has been uh, the questions for this uh, Dice Over Everything. Uh, Oh, sorry, D6 Minutes. D6 Minutes companion podcast to Dice Over Everything. Um, So, yeah, if you want to contact us, send us any of your questions. Uh, You can email them to us at contact at Dice Over Everything. Uh, And if you would like a... If you're interested in the rules that uh, Brandon and I have been working on uh, for Blood of Stars, uh, give us a shout there too, and we'd be happy to uh, send you the uh, version of the rules that we have right now. Uh, This has been Alan. Bye.